She's very clever, too clever for a woman. She lacks the indefinable charm of weakness. Uh, isn't that just a delightful quote? It's from the Lord Henry character in Oscar Wilde's The Picture of Dorian Gray, and it just gets us going on today's Shadow of Weakness. Welcome to the Shadow Work Library. I'm Jessica DePotsy, and for the next at least 60 shows, I'm going to take you through this series that covers the spectrum of negative patterns in the human experience. Hey everybody, so today we are talking about weakness, and weakness in the context of it being a shadow is the perception that the masculine psyche is more powerful than the feminine psyche. And I'm not necessarily talking about men being more powerful than women, although I'm not not saying that, (laughs) but more accurately, feminine attributes like creativity, compassion, balance, nurturing, flexibility, those being perceived as being weaker than masculine attributes like logic, rationality, survival, strength, action, being firm, and so on. And so obviously both men and women have all of these traits, but archetypally women being more feminine and men being more masculine is usually how it goes down. So where does the shadow come from? The shadow of weakness exists because way, way, way back in the day, our reality was survival of the fittest and physical strength governed so much of if we were going to last the winter or not. Today's survival looks a lot different. We're just starting to come off of the tale of women feeling powerless and financially dependent on men because of their role as needing to stay at home and tend to the children and the household. And we're still in the transition period of moving more into equality, but like with any transition, it's swinging way to the other side of the pole first. So there are many women who believe that the time for men is over and it's all about women's turn to rule. This is really just an attitude of women who are embracing the masculine systems that they're claiming they dislike by entering into that world of competition and hierarchy. And I know I just made that sound pretty negative, but it does need to happen for a bit Like with any transition period, swinging to another extreme for a while is just part of the process before it settles where it needs to. Anyway, this is one of these topics that can invoke some strong emotions because there's naturally a charge between the feminine and the masculine. And so discussing these topics can be a little challenging because there's a lot of hidden opinion and biases that even I'm aware I'm even doing so Uh, Just hang in there with me, even though I I feel like I'm being pretty balanced here. But I just wanted to bring that up because I'm going to continue to speak frankly and as consciously as possible without worrying too much that I'm offending anyone. I'm just telling you what I think and you guys can do with it what you like. So how do you recognize the shadow of weakness in your life? Staying in the vein of emotionally charged topics, I wanted to talk about what's been deemed toxic masculinity. That term popped up in 2019 and we were just hearing it everywhere. And for anyone who's tuning into this in the future, right now it's early 2020 and it doesn't seem to be trending at the moment. But back when it was really in the news quite a bit, something rang just a little weird for me every time I heard it. And after a bit of reflecting on it, I felt like the general definition just seemed a little incomplete. And with that incompleteness, there was some... There was actually a lot of issue around people misunderstanding it, and I don't think that needed to happen. You know, articles were saying that someone exhibiting toxic masculinity is a man suppressing emotions or masking desires. He maintains this appearance of hardness and uses violence as an indicator of power. And the term became so topical and newsworthy because 
this series of traits can be physically dangerous, which has been and is still a big problem today. But I think there's another side of the story that's less sexy, which is the over-sentimental man who actually suffers from the same root cause of weakness that the what the media was deeming toxic masculinity. This is, or these are men who over-process their emotions and they are just very draining on others and it's just as weak in the context of the shadow. Being addicted to expressing your distress and then maintaining this appearance of weakness and lacking the inner strength to stick up for yourself, this is that other form of toxic masculinity, which for lots of shame manifestations of shadows, you guys remember, I'm not going to remind you again after this one, but um, it's that introverted, um, self-induced form of fear versus the outwardly expressive version. So the the shame version seems less negative because on the surface it's quieter, but I think abuse can come in a lot of flavors, not just the obvious ones. Being emotionally overbearing and using people as emotional trash cans is cruel in its own way. And on the other, other side of the story, it's much less sexy, is that women can exhibit toxic masculinity as well. Like I mentioned at the beginning, men aren't the only people who have masculine traits. There are plenty of women who maintain that definition, that appearance of hardness, using violence to overpower their partners because she knows he can't hit her back, um, or that's really bad. And like all of this is toxic, the cruel man, the over-emotional man, the toxically masculine woman, and everybody in between. And we can argue that it's more of a problem for men because they're the causes of most crimes in general. But I think we can go past ignoring those other subcategories of people who have the shadow of weakness because it's not, you know, important enough to be on the news. And so what I'm getting at is what's not newsworthy that I feel wasn't discussed that results in some of these more dramatic crimes of toxic masculinity are the issues that start in the family. Kids need to be brought up by their parents who support each other and their energetic differences so that they can take on the world more emotionally balanced. They need to have role models who understand, obviously acknowledge that subtle strength of compassion and tenderness that women have or excuse me, more of the feminine energy evokes. And that doesn't mean you need to be a woman to teach that. I know some men who are so nurturing and compassionate and perfectly embody the male role model for healthy feminine energy. All I'm saying here is there is a perception of what's powerful and that's historically been brute force, hierarchy, winning and competition. And that perception is still very real. And while there's a great, awesome place for that, if we really want to do something with this issue with men, um, it's for families to teach their kids about the strength that comes with yin yang or balance or whatever you want to call it. And understanding that people who honor more of the feminine version of power, that they are not weak and that it's actually necessary in order to have any real progress in the world. So what do we do about it? Now, we can't go back and live a different childhood. So what we can do about weakness right now as a functioning adult is both the reactive type and the repressive type need to get on the same page here. People who we perceive as cruel, the more reactive types, they need willing victims in order to hold their power. This is a two-way street. And I'll be the first to send myself a message right now saying that that sounds pretty insensitive to people who are abused by the reactive weak. What I'd like you to take away from this is if you have a tendency to be the abused, you need to take a stand for yourself right now and stop identifying as weak and identify that you perceive yourself as weak. And if you have more of that reactive form of weakness, that toxic masculinity type, 
You need to take a stand for yourself too, but this time from a heart-centered place and admit that you're projecting your own fear of being weak onto other people who you have then become hardened to. So now for both types of people, after stripping away that surface level coping facade, we're all dealing with the same root cause here, which is this fear of being weak. So now I'm going to say something that I'm not sure everyone is going to agree with. And let me know if you do or not. No matter who you are, where you came from, what issues you've experienced in the past, or even lack of adversity you've experienced, I believe we all have the equal opportunity to overcome the shadow that believes that we're weak. Now, we're not all born equal in terms of current societal definitions of power and success. Some people are born into severe poverty. Some people are born into horrible families. Some people are born um, with disfigurements and some are born into privilege. But I think we do each have equal opportunities in consciousness. We all definitely have different ways of finding courage in pain or adversity, but I think we're equal in our ability to do so. What I also think is true is that the majority of people out there are comfortable in the state they're in. They have completely submitted to their unconscious thought that they're powerless and would rather be in their status quo than make some kind of bold move or even entertain a bold thought that could be uh, could be different, uh, result in a different life for them. And for people who are at that starting point, you have to ask yourself, Are you living a life worth living? And are you rooting for yourself or have you just given up? Um, Are you going to be proud of the life you've lived when when you reach the end of it? And this isn't about outward achievement. This is about identifying where in your life you believe you're weak and realizing that it's only through your perception that you stay that underdeveloped in that area. And where you identify where you believe you're weak, that is a huge opportunity for your own personal maturity and growth. I'll give you more of a left brain example. My primary focus not too long ago was helping companies with their marketing. So for every client, we go through an audit of what they're doing, where they're crushing it, and where they're missing the mark. And I would get so excited when I see that they have some weaknesses in their marketing plan because that just tells me it can only go up from here. If you're doing this well with this glaring weakness, then just imagine how awesome you're going to be once we you know put in the work and build that up. Sometimes it's easier to see it from like a disconnected company view than from personal view, but it's really that simple. You really just have to take a stand for what you've perceived as being weak parts and stop shoving them into the closet. And that takes practice, which makes us a little different from the shadow of victimization, which I talked about on episode four, where we're all victims to something. We can achieve a sense of freedom through extreme ownership of what you've prioritize in your life. And the keyword there is like a sense of freedom. In this shadow, you don't need to be weak. By practicing your more feminine traits like patience, compassion, wisdom, being supportive, um, all to yourself, you're actually practicing that thing called self-love. That thing we all know we need to do, but one can only take so many bubble baths. (laughs) Yeah, that's a form of it, but it's so much deeper. People who really transform their weakness by practicing self-love and not the bubble bath kind, but the honoring and practicing your divine feminine side begin naturally to start to do that outwardly. And that's how this becomes a strength in that a true sense of equality becomes a superpower. Another way of saying equality is true friendliness, a respect for and even thriving on everyone's uniqueness. These people create new and awesome frameworks that bring together businesses and friends and education and family and vacations, and they give and give and give. And they get so much more in return because they're doing what they can to put an end to the siloed experience, to isolated communities by bringing together this network that's based on giving. 
And you actually don't need a lot of money to do this. Um, there's a great book called The Last Last Safe Investment by, well, one of the authors is Brian Franklin, but I just want to check to see who the other one is. And it is Michael Ellsberg. So this book is great. It was given to me at a mastermind, uh, Barbell Mastermind. It basically talks about how you can create a life for yourself that creates true prosperity by checking a whole lot of boxes in the least amount of things possible. So I'm way oversimplifying that and probably not doing it any justice here, but it's an amazing book and I highly suggest you get it. And one of the cool things about this strength of equality is that you're then able to use your more feminine uh, energy attributes as a vision of synthesis to see this vision for the future where there's a lot of collaboration and community and use your masculine energy and attributes to build it and make it happen. And in doing that, they're inspiring others to look at the subtleties of how in the world that equation works. And then people just start trying it out for themselves. So it's just this awesome ripple effect. All right, that's weakness being transformed into the strength of equality. I think we covered some good ground there. Now, I also wanted to mention that if I say something and you're like, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me, there's a good chance it doesn't make sense to a lot of other people. So your feedback would be awesome. And if you're so inclined to help me improve the way I communicate this, shoot me an email at jessica at thespecialforcesexperience.com and I'll answer you as soon as I can. Have a great week, everyone. And I'll see you next time for the shadow of doubt. So, so, so excited for this one. If self-doubt plagues you or if you experience suspicion more than you'd like, then the shadow of doubt is going to blow your mind. This one was a real game changer for me and it might be for you too. Talk to you soon.